I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. What is the secret to reversing aging? It might be fecal transplants. More on that on Control Out Delete at 11 o'clock right now. This is the part of the show where you have to spot when someone is lying. We bring on a guest and they'll tell you three things about themselves. Two of the things happen. Two of the things are true. One is not true. One is a lie. One is made up. And it's your job to try and figure out what's going on. Our guest this evening joining us live from Soho over in the UK. Irish singer, songwriter. Got a brand new song out called Lifeboat. Great name as well. Cormac Todd, sir. How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? How are you keeping? Good name. Good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually delighted to have you on. Awesome, yeah. No, thanks for messaging me. Yeah, because the song's out on the twentieth of August, so it's not—it's not even live on Spotify yet. So this is a great little, this is first radio preview. <laughs> I know, awesome. and it, you know, we got a sneak preview. Obviously, no one else can hear it as of yet, and it's <laughs> so good, and I absolutely thanks love it so much. Oh, can, that's great to hear. Can you tell us about the name of the song? Where did it come from? Yeah, so so right, so the pandemic hit in all in March twenty twenty. Okay, yeah. And so I just, so I hopped on a plate. So I came back, I was away on a work trip and I was like, oh, I want to go home early. So I got back to London and two days later I was in Ireland in lockdown. Um, so just, I was in lockdown, I'm from like a place called Black Rock County Loud, it's in Dundalk. Um, and it's like a real seaside place. And tying it with somebody who I really, really admired for my whole life, like literally I've known them for years and they've always been so strong. And I remember that we just had a very, like, the roles just reversed for once in our entire life where that person was, like, leaning on me. Um, and, you know, I was just, I just, I had the melody. I was like, da, da, da. And I was just like, oh, like, I was just thinking of all these lyrics. And then I was like, I'm going to just write it down. Because um, I'd started working on, like, I was like, I want to write some good songs. And I played around with a few things, but nothing had really stuck. And then I tried this one, and then it just worked. And then we just got people in. So basically this, like, producer that made um, that song, Roses, like the one, I didn't play the party. Just like saw it on Instagram. And made this like awesome demo for me. And then I just pitched it to the producer that actually produced it in the end. Um, so two guys, this guy called Pete Smith and then Cameron Williams Hill, his name's Macaque, his producer name. And it just kind of snowballed. So now we were making a series together. And then we just like been using that to like pitch to other producers. And it's just been kind of weird. Like it's just, you know, the way you're just making music in your bedroom one second and then people are taking it seriously. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Now you're like, oh, we got to continue funny. this on. Yeah. Um, we'll play a quick clip. Really Do you mind good. if we play a quick clip from your song? Only, only a absolutely. sneak preview. Go ahead, yeah. We'll play a yeah, sneak absolutely. preview. This is it. This yeah. is a comic song. It's called Life. So when you're caught up in a riptide, when the thoughts are getting cold, I'll sail across this lonely globe just to keep your hope afloat. That is out on the 20th of August. But um, are you now full time over in London? So yeah, just kind of. So I just started working, just working with um, different labels and different um, production companies. Mm. It's just been happening. So and yeah, is is life kind of back to normal over there? Like, are you able to go into pubs it's and weird, restaurants? And like, nightclubs? to be honest, like most of our gigs have been. I had my first gig last week, um, first like time in person, and it was strange. Like to be honest, like I felt kind of it was weird. I was wearing the mask the entire time, except for what I was singing. Yeah. Um, but it was so nice because like it's always been. This whole journey has just been like online, completely online, lots of streaming and uh, live streams. So this is the first like real gig and it was just so cool to like actually be in a room with people. Were the people but in the audience kinda, wearing masks? Yeah, yeah. People wearing masks in the audience. But it's just, it's like based on the government, it's kind of the choice of the people right. that are taking responsibility. But um, yeah, it's kind of back to normal, to be honest, like especially this week, it felt like it never happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Except getting that live conference. reaction from people must be second it's to none. On, and I literally, because we have this song called, like, it's called Don't Call Me When I'm Famous. It's a sports song. And I was teaching, and it's like, gone, oh, I'm gone, I'm moving on. And literally, we literally taught it to the crowd. And then when it came up, I was like, I was singing it and then putting it back to them. And it was just such an experience. That's cool. Um, that you wouldn't get online. Do you know what I mean? You're basically saying to like nothing. <laughs> you wouldn't get a <laughs> delayed so Zoom weird. reaction where you're like, oh, this is literally, so awkward. Not even. Cause like, yeah. It's just like you're literally just saying to like a little, you know, like you're live, it's just a little number. Yeah, you know, it's such so a strange. yeah, it's such a completely different one. But fingers crossed, there'll be more gigs here. There'll be more good gigs over there in the rest of Europe, and you can get Definitely. back in front of people. So you know what the crack is here on Poker Face. Anyway, you tell Definitely. us three things about yourself. Two of these things are true, and one is not true. And it's our job listening here this evening to see if we can figure out which one of the stories okay. you made up. Are you good to go with your first one? I'm good to go. I'm good to go. I can't believe I'm telling these stories on national radio, but here we go. Go on, um, give us the first one. Okay, right. So it's a few years ago and I'm just home for Christmas and I've been working part-time in Dublin for the last while and I finally got like a, a full-time job just finished college and I'm in my local pub and my friends are like oh um let's get rounds 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 and I'm like I definitely have about nine euro in my bank account I don't want to do rounds and so I'm sitting there and be like oh guys like I don't really drink as well so like it was just lots of like tonic water and so I was just sitting there and like they were like Cormac like I want to buy you a shot I want to buy you drinks I want to buy you drinks Oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then so it gets to the last round. So I just like kind of, I'm just like, I just don't participate. But then I feel like kind of obliged to like buy like one or two of my friends drinks at the end because they've been good enough to buy me like a Fanta or something. So like then everyone's like clocking out and there's like three people left. So it's like, I'll just chance it and try and get them some drinks. So I go up in my car, like super nervous in my local village, like that I'll be declined. And so anyway, it goes through and I'm absolutely buzzing. So I'm holding like a Guinness and a vodka and orange. And I turn around and there's just someone standing behind me and the whole thing just goes all down her. And like she was really, like she must have been like a Christmas party or something. She was wearing all white, like she looked absolutely gorgeous. And then she was just pure destroyed. And it turns out it's like, you know, Andrea Core. Yeah. Um, so she's from Dundalk <gasps> as well. So it was her. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with Andrea Core. I was only looking know, at her brilliant. Instagram she's yesterday. So she's so gorgeous as well. She's so talented. Like her music's brilliant. So she's from like, yeah, she's from Dundalk Town. Um, 
So, but she was super nice. I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't tell her I was a musician in case I got blacklisted. But uh, hang on, what did you use? Did you spill your drinks over? Yeah, I spilled my drink over. I shouldn't be laughing, but I'm hoping. It's they... Awful. She was so nice about it. Don't give any clues away, but I hope that that is not true. So do I. I really hope that's not true. Very but anyway, gracious. Cormac. So yeah. Tell us your second story. Okay, so second story. I just moved to London. And my sister and my family, I'm like, come to London, come to London. So we're walking around Carnaby. And basically, we see this, like, Bentley pull up outside, like, the Ivy or something. And then this woman, like, really, really glamorous woman, get out, like, a big fur coat and everything. And we're like, people just love to show off, don't they? Like, you know, you don't know how much people actually have. Like, they're just flexing. And then Rod Stewart gets out of the Bentley. (laughs) And we were like, oh, it's Rod Stewart. My mum was like following around with the camera. Just hilarious, like the contrast. Ooh. But that was it. Okay, third story. <laughs> so third story. So I'm in secondary school and we're on a little trip to Manchester. And basically, um, we have to get up super early for Alton Towers. And so anyway, I hear, I wake up to like a knock on the door and we have a teacher at our door basically saying everyone's on the bus. And guys, you need to pack up. So we had to like absolutely pack up, run down. There was like no food allowed on the, no food allowed on the bus or anything. But I just like grabbed a sneaky banana um, and went on. And basically everyone, we got onto the bus. Everyone was like slow clapping, uh, super embarrassing. And then they were strictly like no food, like absolutely no food. Like we'll get fined a lot of money if there's any damage. And basically then I just lit, I just sit down I have the banana beside me and a mate sits down beside me and just smushes the whole banana all over the seat. And it's like, it's like June, so it's like super, super hot. So you can just imagine the conditions. And it was absolutely atrocious. And I actually managed to get away with it, but it was an atrocious experience. Okay. Okay. Interesting stories. Breaking the rules. Yeah, breaking the rules. Breaking the rules. Slabs. Yeah. Juvenile delinquency. <laughs> uh, all right, okay. If you're listening and you think you know which one of these stories is not true, you message in one, two, or three to our WhatsApp, 87 Is it soaking the a beautiful, talented Andrea Core with a Guinness and a Fanta and something else in his local pub? Is it the second one uh, about slagging off Rod Stewart's other slagging half? Or just, let's just say, slagging no, off Rod Stewart. Like, wow, people are so flashy. Just slagging off Rod Stewart. Um, just giving a, a public abuse to. Rod Stewart over <laughs> in London and giving him an awful time or is it about um, just smush banana uh, yeah the smush banana on the bus and stinking up the entire place One, two, or 3 to 0876797104 Cormac are you alright to hang on the line uh, absolutely about a minute or no two? problem cool no hang problem. on the line there two seconds or uh, two minutes I should say let us know which one uh, you're feeling now which one of these did, things did not happen at all One, two, or 3 to 0876797104 we'll take a few more guesses after Ryan you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalom. FM okay, it's a simple premise here on Poker Face. Our guest comes on, they tell you three things about themselves. The only thing is, one of the stories didn't happen. Two are true, one's a lie, one's fake, one did not happen. So out of the three, you're trying to figure out which is BS. Our guest this evening is Irish singer and songwriter currently based over in London, releasing brand new music on August the 20th. It's called Lifeboat. His name is Cormac Todd. Cormac, you still with us? 
Hello, 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 hello. hello. <laughs> so again, um, the three stories quickly again. Um, uh, first, the first story was that he he dumped a load of booze over Andrea Core in his local, and uh, <laughs> uh, obviously awkward situation that happened. The second one was um, just kind of thinking that people were flexing coming out of a Bentley over in London, big glam, and then it turns out to be uh, Rod Stewart. Or is it the third story about uh, sneaking some illegal contraband food onto a bus on a school tour back in the day and? Uh, well, managing to get away with it, but almost getting himself in a hell of a lot of trouble on a school trip over there. Is it one, two, or three? Which one of these did not happen? 87 Saoirse, what are you saying? Now, Sarah, Emily, and myself are all going with the same one. We think that number one has to be the lie because we just don't want that to be true. Um, again, again, Cormac, don't say it just yet. There's actually a lot of people saying number one now. Look at all these messages coming through. Yeah, there is. Number one, number one, number one, number one. Um, nothing m- more mortifying than spilling a drink on someone, yeah. spilling a drink on a relatively famous person. It's got to be more like, oh, no. Can you just let us know? Um, obviously, don't give any answers away, but mm-hmm. was Andrea okay with the drink being spilled on her? I mean, she was as happy about it as she could be. Oh, so um, she's kind of like, don't, but, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, rip it. How do you respond to that? Like, that's in your night room because you're damp. Yeah, for the rest and of even the night. if you're nice, like, yeah, oh, like, no, don't worry about it. Ah. Yeah, it's like, no problem. Here's a hug. Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> a Guinness. Well, of course, you're wearing your beautiful know, white dress. It's like vodka, like, even if it was just like, you know, like gin and tonic or something. Well, I mean, what gets a Guinness out? Even if you were wearing a black I mean, dress, no. the smell of it would just. Oh, I know, it was really nice. And it was like early as well. It was like half ten. Oh, I'd be lit. Yeah. Oh, dear. But oh, I do yeah. the same. I'd be like, don't worry, honestly, I'll just go into the bathroom. Raging. Yeah. Raging. Yeah. 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 All right, so um if you think you know which story is made up, one, two or three, WhatsApp is in oh eight seven six seven nine seven one four. Uh come with the way this works is obviously two of these stories are true and they did happen. So will you just by process of elimination um mm-hmm. let us know one of the stories that is one hundred percent true. Okay, the flexing story is true. Ah the banana one? No, 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 no. the Rod Stewart one. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised by that. Mm-hmm. In a way. It's true. Did uh, Rod acknowledge you or say anything to you? My mom ran after him with her iPhone. So she actually did <laughs> run after him and he was in his big yeah, fur jacket. Yeah, but I mean, it was just, we were just saying, wow, we were just like, it's so lavish. Because you know the way, like in Ireland, like it wouldn't be that lavish even if yeah. we were like minted, but it's just like normal. You know what yeah. I mean, sometimes. Yeah, Because it's just two. like they've been celebrities for what? Yeah, how many years? Like four decades, probably. So it's just that, like normal. Yeah, that's pretty out there. Yeah, yeah like there's yeah, a wonder, it what, is out there. What are the like, roads over there? There's one or two streets Sorry? over in London that are just stupid wealthy. You walk down, oh, and there's yeah, nothing but Bentleys. Kensington. I actually I cycle over to my uni sometimes. So from Notting Hill over to Fulham, yeah, it's and Fulham you literally just Hill it's, area, it's all yeah. those it's all those houses. Do you know what I mean? All those big white. The big townhouses, like, kind of three, four-story houses. Big townhouses, yeah. like it's just you wouldn't know there's another world outside yeah. of it. You know, it's strange. Right. Okay. So that means it is yeah. between uh, story number one and story number three. Alan, mm-hmm. what's the crack? What are you saying? I'm saying number one is the fake. Now, why are you saying that you don't believe Andrea Core got a Guinness over? I'm not saying I don't believe that didn't happen, but I don't believe it wasn't. I don't believe it was Andrea Core who it happened to. Oh. Oh. You think there's a few fibs built on a few truths? Exactly, yeah. I think we've all spilled points over people who shouldn't yeah. have had points below them, but yeah. never Andrea Core, who wouldn't dare. Okay, okay. As in, you probably would have noticed Andrea Core in a pub and been a little bit Oh, shook. extra careful, like yeah. maybe. And they'll stare at her all day, yeah, probably. 
all right, Alan. Hang on there. Alan's saying number one. Saoirse, you're saying number one as well? I'm going to stick with number one. I'm yeah. going to go with the third story. I'm going to go with the, uh, just to balance this out, hedge my bets here. I will say the uh, school tour story is absolute waffle. So, Cormac, go on. Tell us, which one of these stories isn't true? Which one did you make up? Was it one or three? I made up the Andre Corey story. <laughs> go <Yay>! on, Alan. <laughs> Go yeah. on, Alan. I literally honestly, like, what can we say? Um, okay, um, Alan, yeah. congrats, well done, sir. You have, uh, yeah, you've won that. We'll send you out some. Uh, speaking of beer, we'll send you WhatsApp is in your address. I'll send you out some beer mats and job done. Thanks for uh, popping on, sir. But uh, Cormac, so that's not true. Did you spill a drink on anyone? No, I just oh, good you. liar. Good but liar. I bet you is Andrea Cor from that area. She's from the dock, yes. Yeah, she yeah. embedded in the truth. Okay. Have you yeah. ever seen her in a pub down that neck of the woods? I've never, ever seen her. Okay. In the dock, no. It's so weird. I was only on her Instagram last night. Yeah, really? I feel like she yeah. lives in Dublin. I was thinking of, remember we were talking about people that are a little bit older that yeah. are still beautiful. And she entered mm-hmm. my head oh, last yeah. night while I was scrolling in bed. I was like, she is phenomenal looking. Andrea Core, yeah. yeah. And, uh, they're all nice, aren't they? She's particularly beautiful. Who, who are the other sisters? Andrea... Sharon, Sharon, and Jim is the brother. There's another girl. I don't know. There's Andrea. another sister, I think, mm. as well. But yeah, Andrea. I yeah. think they must have just made so much money that they're just chilling now, aren't they? They don't need to gig. They're just. Like, I think Sharon's actually releasing music. Is she? At the minute, I think she's got a song coming out like really soon. With Pipple. Uh, Maybe <laughs> Mr. Worldwide and Sharon Slow <laughs> Going nuts uh, Well listen Cormac Thanks a million uh, For popping awesome. on uh, Again the details About the single Where can people Find you online Yeah so it's Cormac I'll spell it People never get it So it's C-O-R-M-A-C Todd T-O-D-D Music So you find it there And yeah So the whole promo campaign Is kicking off On Friday For the next like Two months So you can follow along. Happy days. Well, listen, very best to look with it. Uh, if Thank you're listening, you. go and find uh, Cormac online, Cormac Todd Music. You'll find them in all the usual places. Go and pre save, download, stream when the music comes out. But listen, man, very best to look with it, and we'll chat to you soon. Thank you. Yeah, talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks bye, bye. 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 Oh, thank God, Andrea Cord did not get drenched with Guinness. So happy to hear that. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder. I'm sure there's some people who've worked in like restaurants and pubs who have done something similar when celebrities come in and then you ruin their drink or ruin their food and they're, you're just like, oh, whoops. be so embarrassing. Like, have you ever spilled a drink over someone famous? That's a good one. That or is a good one. ruined mm. someone's dinner. Ruined a famous person's dinner. I did, Michael Flatley. My, I went you ruined up, his dinner, yeah, I yeah. started to cry and tell him while he was mid-eating his steak that every time I watch Riverdance, I start to cry. And do you know what he did? He was so nice. He got up, like literally. Rang the police. No. Yeah. No, the mouthful he was about to eat, he put back down on his plate. He gave me a hug and he said, do you want a picture? And I said, yes, please. And I got a picture and I am the happiest girl in the world in the picture. So Michael Flatley is uh, a gent. What a man. What a man. What a man indeed. All right, 0876797104. Use that number as well um, to tell us what's the most, speaking of actually doing things like that in jobs, what's the most stressful thing that's ever happened to you? on your first job. The reason we want to talk about your first job is we're going to be chatting to a, a fancy person from Cambridge. Turns out your very first job will determine your health and your stress levels like 20, 30 years later. So your first job has a huge amount of influence on your health and your stress levels later in life. So what was your first job and what was the most stressful thing about that first job? 87 We'll talk about that next on music from Medusa and Dermot Kennedy. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Control-Alt-Delete still to come at 11 o'clock. Uh, the secret to reversing ageing might be faecal transplants. More on that a little bit later. 
Now though, what was your first job and how stressful was your first job? Because a new study to come out of Cambridge has said that the stress of your first job will dictate the quality of your life later on. So if you had a very, very stressful first job, you are probably going to be very unhealthy and may die of a heart attack years later. So be very careful with your first job. But what was your first job and what was the most stressful thing about that first job? Now, my very first job was in Barrett's Shoe Shop, which is now closed down. Actually. Which one? It was on Henry Street. I think I remember it, yeah. Yeah, I, I had it in my CV there and uh, that's where I got the job. Now, I, I thought I was pretty good at the job. I was, good, I was a good salesperson. Were you late though? I was late quite a bit, but they were really nice about that, um, thankfully. But I had to get the bus in and I was always late for the bus. You know, back then, I was 17 or 16, the bus came every I know, buses 40 are hell. minutes. Yeah, they were yeah. awful. Um, but they put me up on the men's section. Right. And I sold more shoe sprays than you'd ever imagine. <laughs> so you'd come in looking for your pair of shoes yeah. and I would somehow convince you that you needed shoe spray. And you'd buy it for me. Oh, wow. So you're good at upselling, cross-selling. and fantastic. Were you on commission there, no? No, stupidly. At the time, I was like, oh, yeah, no worries. I'll do that. I'm really good at that. No, I wasn't. Oh, I just got paid per hour. Right, okay. Yeah. But it was, a, it was an okay place to work. Was it Although, stressful? It would have been stressful if you weren't selling the shoe spray. What do you mean? The products that went along with the shoes. Do you know what I mean? At the time, like, they wanted you to sell yeah. a certain amount yeah. of that stuff. So, in that regard... There was people there, you know, you'd be a bit emotional the next day after being out and you didn't really want to have to... Yeah, push a few things. Yeah. Yeah. But is that true? I didn't find it stressful. I found it quite easy. Do you know what I'd say? Must be have to be a very, very stressful job. And only because the guy called in on the door today. You know, the the phone companies and the, the electricity and the gas people. Yeah. They come in and they knock on your door and they're like, why did you leave us? Or would you not come back? Or... So this this young lad, and I think he was in training as well because he had like a supervisor behind him, knock on the door. And anyway, it's kind of like getting a, a phone call from an unknown number. It's just terrifying when you, the doorbell rings like two in the afternoon. You're like, who's that? And I'm yeah. not expecting anyone. Mm. Open the door, the guy's there and he's from one of the electricity or the gas companies. And he's like, oh, we noticed you, you were with us last year and you're not with us. I was like, uh, sorry, Bill Payer isn't in. Oh, do you say that? I always say that, yeah. It's like, are you the bill? I was like, I don't know, are we witches? I have no idea who we're with. Do they fall for it? Yeah, and they were like, oh, wait, when is the bill payer in? Oh, uh, later no. on, later on. So then he, the poor lad called back later on, I just hid upstairs. That's the good thing about apartment living. Yeah. You don't get people knocking on your door because they have to be able to get through the first security door first. Yeah, so I'd say that's a stressful job. Though. I'd say door-to-door salesman has got to be one of the most toughest jobs you could ever do. Like, I say my job selling shoes was easy because people were buying the shoes so it was kind of easy to throw in Asher this will actually yeah, they're make buying anyway. they're coming into you exactly yeah. whereas door to door or what I feel so bad for is the people on the streets you know um, different charities and stuff yeah. like that trying to get you to sign up oh. I'm always so nice to them but then when you're nice to them they try and lure you in even more they and you're have, like stop they but, have an amazing amazing script because a couple of weeks ago another person from a very well-known charity knocked yeah. at the door right and he goes it's so hard to wiggle out of it because no. again you know you're being a horrible person yeah. so there's a charity coming to you your life is fine and they're yeah. like we need money to do good work for other people and you're like oh I'm broke guy knocked at the door real nice guy yeah. I was like and I only copped it afterwards he asked a question where regardless of my answer he was able to hit me with the follow up he said have you ever heard of 
X, Y, and Z. Mm. So if I had said yes, he would have been like, oh, well, then you know the important work that we do. Yeah. Or if I said, no, well, let me tell you about all the amazing work that we do. Yeah. And I just felt I was in this trap and I was like, oh, sorry, I've got the oven on. And I'm cooking something. So I just, that's another, got to be another incredibly tough. Tri- but is it? Or when they say, it's the price of a coffee a month and you're like yeah but I'm actually giving money to Bernardo's right so I don't have enough money to be given to you and the other charities like yeah. I've picked my charity I'm sorry yeah. for now I can't afford that yeah. but yeah, so you can't afford two coffee see, searches that's what, is that what you're say, saying you know oh no that's fine but I just I saw you with a coffee earlier on but it's but not sure. it's not the price of a coffee and that's it is, the thing it is. It's, it's not it is this one wasn't what, what was this one like two coffees I'm not going to say what charity it was but it, it was more than that so that's probably stressful. I know a lot of young people start off with that can be a first job as well. Yeah. Because they probably have a lot of high turnover and it'd be very hard to keep people and all that kind of stuff. But um what what was your first job and how stressful was it? Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one oh four. This one, my God, the stress. Oh god, Ryan. Ryan says he worked in Harvey Norman's <laughs> and on his very first day dropped a sixty five inch TV. Oh my Okay, in that scenario, what do they actually do? Yeah, what do they do? Like, they can't make you pay for it, because you probably can't. It was an accident. I presume they're insured. I'm sure they have, like, insurance for stuff like that that happens anyway, but it's... Like, if a child, if your child was in the shop with you and you were talking to someone about a particular TV and they're over there and they've knocked another one down. Yeah. Surely you don't have to pay for that TV. Do you? Your very first date, Ryan. I would be. Ryan is recording a message. On I would. I would be so like, oh my god, what? What would you do? I just quit. I just actually hand in my notice and go. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you for the hour that you did give me. Do you want to put me on another aisle there, or <laughs> do you want to put me? Is there a pillow section you can put me in so that I can't smash anything? Don't Harvey Norman do like photography do, section? You know, yeah, they have you a camera pictures. section. They print in, but they do beds and stuff. You know what I mean? They have beds and couches. Just make, make Can you break a bed? You probably can, but it'd be much, much harder. You know what I mean? If you tripped and fell on the bed, you're fine. It's very Are hard. you though? You'll probably go through that. Somehow Ryan magics it up. The display bed is now broken. Yes. Oh God, wouldn't you hate that? Oh, it's just the worst feeling, I'd say. Like, I've never seen that happen. Although, I mean, carrying a 65-inch TV is heavy. Yeah, but they have to the rolly thing. What yeah, but it? maybe he was carrying the box. Yeah. You know, have you ever seen someone mount a TV to a wall and they're trying to... Uh, no. Oh, it's bloody terrifying. They're heavy. Yeah, heavy no, things. Now, I can imagine. Ryan has sent us... Uh, we'll play that out in a second now, just in case. We'll have, we'll have a listen first. <laughs> Legal ones. Um, yeah, so the most stressful thing about your first job, what was your first job and what was the most stressful thing about it or most stressful thing to happen to it? The worst thing, the worst thing that ever happened to me was my first job working behind a bar in town and they used to have these uh, Friday nights, used to have these... Um, Polish rave nights. I say Polish rave nights. It was for the Polish community because one of the organisers was Polish DJ and promoter. Yeah. And used to run these nights, right? And they were going well for months on end. No issues at all. And then one Friday night, three of the biggest. I'm talking giants. Superhuman men. Like, bigger than Paul O'Connell big. Off their tits on steroids. You know, they had been working out since they were four. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Three po- of them, three Polish men. Three, three of these huge lads came in because you know, like weightlifting is real, they're a pastime over in Eastern European countries. So yeah. huge. One lad was only about five foot, but he was like six foot wide, and it was just ridiculous. And then the organizer comes up, and he has a word with the bouncer and the manager at the night, and he's like, 
yeah I'm leaving and he's like what he said those three lads you're going to have trouble with those three lads and I'm out of here and we were oh, like no. ah no don't worry about it he's like yeah I'm gone so he legged it I went up for a piss and I came back down and the three lads are squaring off with the two bouncers that we had oh, picking no. up pint bottles of cider from the tables and, and throwing them oh oh we'd won we were, we'd won we'd won we'd two three bounces there and thankfully it didn't really kick off but we had a, a, a massive Romanian bouncer lad who was huge as well yeah. he got his cheekbone broken and got punched in the face now, off why were they getting so angry no idea uh, you know some lads they just go out to, to looking for fights yeah. either they had issues with the organisers or was something there or something about a girl anyway oh, trying to grab bottles off the tables beside them without getting a dig or oh a glass in the face god. and I just all kicked off and yeah, was that's just pretty like, dangerous oh my god that, that was stressful dealing with drunk people can be bad enough but drunk violent people and when, when they're like seven foot you just haven't got a chance you're just like I'm dead if this kicks off yeah. you're, you're dead thank you and good night so yeah, that was stressful I think that was the most stressful thing in, in the first job God I yeah. can't think of anything worse Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero four. What was your first job? You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong FM 104 Dermot Kennedy uh, with Medusa there Paradise it's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 The first job that you ever had depending on how stressful that was will determine your quality of life and your health and your stress levels later on We're going to be chatting to uh, a, a researcher from the University of Cambridge a little bit more about that but right now we just want to know what was the first job you ever had and what was the most stressful thing about it because it turns out it has a bigger impact on your life than you'd, uh, than you'd think we were just chatting to Ryan there now Ryan used to work in uh, Harvey Norman and uh, said he, he on his very 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 first day dropped a TV yeah well here's what he followed up with a little bit more information about that what happened was the woman so she picked it out on the floor you know I'll have that one or whatever I said no problem I'll bring it up to the dentistry where you can where you pay for it so she paid for it and then the boss was like would you mind carrying it out to a to the car for his customer I said yeah no problem so <laughs> picked it up anyways and it was heavy enough so I was stumbling out the uh, out out the exit anyway and uh, got into the car park and I, I was only about six feet away from my car when they literally just slipped out my hands and dropped it and the woman was like here listen you're gonna have to bring that back in and get me get me done and obviously I was freaking out I was like jeez man just gotta kill me like and so yeah I went in and I got an absolute absolute bollocking and uh, just next to the next day <laughs> like what can you do oh god would you go back no after that shame you couldn't because they'd hate you they'd hold a grudge against you forever oh at least you'd just be the laughing stock you'd be like can you bring that oh can he can he bring it out yeah. what's going on uh, like I've dropped uh, glasses before I've dropped drinks on people before that's all horrible but yeah your very first day cost them like I wonder how much, how much was the TV and did they ask you to pay for it did they say... Did you get your day's wages? See, I bet you didn't. I wonder if you got paid or did you did even just... That went, that went towards the TV, clearly. Yeah, and you were just like, ah, don't, don't worry about it. I'm not even going to try. Not even going to try. I uh, 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 worked for a very particular block layer or brick layer. After I just finished the junior cert and I stood just about five foot tall, didn't wear ear protection on site, and now I have tinnitus. Oh, Wow. That's not good. 
We're going to get it. We were working with earphones blasting our head 24-7. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. struggling with my hearing. Yeah. What? <laughs> the TV. Oh, my God. The TV was worth 1,400 euro. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well. Sure, look. Not your problem. You left. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Didn't do it on purpose. See you later. <laughs> it's just, oh, dear. I wonder. Yeah. 1400 quid like they have they have insurance for that so like not that it's not going to cost them anything. I know Obviously, yeah 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 they it still is make sure I'm sure I'm sure you have put in a new policy where they're like everyone has to have a little hand truck and bring it out because you can't a 65, t- a 65 inch TV is huge for one person to carry out like yeah you just be there going ah, ah. but the thing is and you also a nice deed for the woman there you go yeah and you also don't want to seem weak so you're like no I'm grand don't worry about it and you know you can feel your hands losing grip and yes. losing weakness in your arms and you're just like oh my god my god my god and you don't it's awkward putting the thing down as well because you feel like you're going to drop it. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Cost 1,400 euro. And he said, he thinks that maybe they made that up. Maybe it wasn't actually that expensive. You know, maybe to make him feel worse, they said, this costs 1,400. No, they said it wasn't insured because it was outside the shop. Oh. I don't know. It's definitely... It would be. Anyway. Anyway. You left... Which is the main thing. Yeah, that's a stressful first day on the job anyway. Uh, so what was your first job and what was the most stressful thing about it? The stressful thing that happened on that first job? 0876797104. My first job was a sales assistant in a petrol station. Handy one. Very first day, I forgot to ask a customer if they had any fuel. And of course they did and I had to pay for it. Expensive first day, 80 quid down. Ah, yes. I don't understand that. So, you know when you go up to the till? Yeah, they, they always ask any, any fuel. fuel. So he forgot and they just probably scanned a bottle of Coke or something on a Mars bar and, he, and they legged it with the free petrol because they didn't pay for the petrol. But they have cameras, would they not check? They like 80 cameras, quid yeah. is quite a lot. And a lot of money. So if they check that you have been the person that just drove off, can they not maybe do something about that? Surely no. it's not up to the management or the staff to... It is up to Sam who let that 80 euro drive off the four courts without asking. But now that you say it, they do always ask that. Yeah, they do, yeah. And I always wonder, you see me walking up to the garage without a car. Why are you asking me do I feel? What do you mean? Where did you come from? Like the uh, petrol station that I go to, if I'm going for a walk, they they can see the corner. But hey, do you think they keep they just staring no, at the not, window 24-7? Sometimes they do. Oh, and they still do? It's probably just force a habit. They probably have to. Do they have to probably have have to ask everyone? Especially when it's quiet and there's yeah. clearly one car getting <laughs> well, petrol. Well, you've walked up there on your own. Yeah, no cars and, like, and there's uh, no, car, any no petrol. I don't have any petrol. I don't. Maybe you were buying some for your lawnmower. Here's a little bottle of it. Anyway, where this garage is, you can see perfectly the four pumps, and yeah, they still ask. So maybe that is a thing. Uh, 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 uh. As in, if you get fuel, yep, and forget. And they don't ask, then it's like, oh, well, you never remind me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they can get away with that somehow. Mm. I don't know. Um, all right. Uh, here's one from Adele. Good evening, Adele. What's the story? I worked in a place I cannot say, very mysterious, but it was a tech factory. And my work coat got caught in the machine and stopped the line for an hour on my first day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, you just, yeah, there's nothing worse than being the new person in a place because you've no idea how things work or, you know, what the vibe of the place is yeah. or what, when do people take breaks and where do they go and what's allowed and what's not allowed. And then you ruin it for everyone. You've messed it all up. Uh, oh, that's, that's. Yeah, that's bad. That's a bad one. Uh, my first part time job was in a supermarket in Palmerstown. Worst part was coming in at 5 pm and doing the work. Full time staff couldn't be arsed doing. 
What? Well, then he shouldn't have done it. He shouldn't have done it. Obviously, maybe they were giving him the jobs to do, but their jobs on top of his own. Yeah. And he's trying to make a good impression. Yeah, I get that. Um, We're chatting a little bit earlier on about salespeople who call to your front door and charity workers and politicians. (laughs) This is an odd one. I like it, though. Uh, It's from... Howdy? Is that your name? I can presume that's not your name. Maybe it is your name. Anyway, when salespeople and politicians ring our doorbell, my daughter runs from the kitchen to the front door, barking furiously. (laughs) (laughs) How old is your daughter? I love that. It's probably not fair, but it makes me laugh to see them running as I look out of the sitting room window and see them (laughs) coming. How old is your daughter? Is is she like 22? Just running. Yeah, like it's fine if she's four. Yeah. But if she's, yeah, if she's in her she's 20s. 17. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Good way to get rid of them, though. Poor Simon. Poor Leo and Simon and me. I'll just want to come around for they, a few photos. They need your support. Come on. They only got like two pay rises during the pandemic. They're struggling. They're struggling so much. So much. Uh, all right. Any other good ones? Let us know the very first job you ever had and the most stressful thing about it. 0876797104. Harry Styles adore you on the way next. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. For talking about the first jobs that you've ever had and how stressful they were. It's because it turns out the stress of your first job is in fact an indicator about how stressful and how healthy or unhealthy you'll be later on in life. We're going to be chatting to someone from the University of Cambridge who was looking into that. But we just want to know what was your first Job, how stressful was it? 87 or what was the most stressful single thing to have happened um, on that job? Alan has said, first day on the job, I was wearing a bright yellow jumper. A customer asked me to check something out the back from, uh, it was Manhattan popcorn. So I head into the back to check. When I'm in there, the guy who was showing me the ropes tells me to go to work on a separate aisle. I try to tell him about this customer, but he wouldn't listen. 20 minutes later, the customer finds me working away and tears the ears off me. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's going to be stressful enough. Uh, Let me see. I was working in a nun's convent out in Goatstown. I'm sure there's only one. Anyway, as a tiler. And I was telling the lads a joke about... Oh, no. I was telling the lads a joke about three nuns. And whatever way I looked, there was two nuns. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Standing right behind me. Could only happen, uh, could only happen there uh, to you. Matty, by the way, can you remember the joke? Would you like to share the joke with us? If that's all right. Uh, 0876797104 Also in a little bit earlier on We had a message from I don't know if Howdy is your name Or you're just saying that Uh, It's probably Sorry she basically said that This person who texted and said When salespeople and politicians ring the doorbell Our daughter runs from the kitchen to the front door Barking furiously And we said listen if she did that About four or five job done But it turns out she did this barking service From age 12 to 16 So I suppose that was her Uh that was her first job. Uh, anyway, any other ones? 0876797104. Let us know. The first job that you ever had and what was the single most stressful thing about that? Whether it was the job in, in general was just incredibly frustrating or stressful or there was one particular situation or scenario that happened when you were rather stressed. Drop us in a message. 0876797104. Control, alt, delete on the way at 11 o'clock. A story about how you could reverse your aging, stay young forever. It involves fecal transplants. Lovely stuff. Here's Little Nas, uh, Little Nas X, an industry baby. It's F104. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.